Yo, what's happening? It's your boy Low Money, man. I'm back with another one. You know what I mean? You know how we do. Yeah, man. Uh, I released a podcast the other day. It was pretty good. Uh, it published. I want to say thank you, man, to, you know, uh, the people on this platform for giving me an opportunity to, you know, show my, my talent. You know, that's that's something that that I don't get to do too often. So I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, man, for anybody that listened to my shit, you know, anybody who support me. I'm thankful because, you know, I really do this like I really... You know, I really, I really like study this content game, you know, so I'm thankful, you know, it's kind of crazy, man. Like, like how, you know, how social media is to me, it's kind of, it's kind of like wicked a little bit. Like, it seems like to me, as I notice, it's like the same, like the same people are you know, are always in the headlines. Like, if it isn't Lil Uzi Vert, you know, if it isn't Southside, if it isn't Soldier Boy, it's like certain ones that you continuously see, continuously see, you know. It's kind of crazy, you know. And, of course, Kodak Black, Lil Uzi Vert, Southside, you know, of course, DJ Academics. It's like certain people that you just notice are just always making headlines. Of course. I think the New Orleans Pelicans, to me, they seem like they're like one. To me, it seems like they're one person away. You know, from. Because I, I feel like. Uh, Like uh what's the guy name? Uh Ball, the the Ball brother. I feel like he's like uh he I don't know, like I, I see that his jumper got better. I feel like his brother is miles ahead of him in terms of of success in the in the uh NBA. But it seems like they're like one one person away from being a playoff contender or, you know, just a good team. You know, but of course I'm rocking with Brooklyn in the East, man. Brooklyn, they got a good team, man. You know, and it's like they adding to it. You know, they got a good they they their bench is becoming a little stronger. I'm looking at it and it's like they're not even they don't even need their starters to win the game. Like their bench and their you know their their uh their their backups and everything there. They holding it down like you got certain certain players that I'm noticing, you know, that are just I don't know, man. It's kind of crazy, like how how much of a dynamic they have, you know. It's like I kind of feel like right now they don't even need Harden or they don't need Harden or they don't need Kyrie Irving to actually play together you know then it's kind of 
it's seeming it's seeming as if you know they're they're trying to get Lamarcus Aldridge and uh they're trying to get Lamarcus Aldridge and uh what's the other guy uh Blake Griffin they're getting both of those guys you know like acclimated it seems like they're you know they're building on what they what they the new players that they 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 bringing on to the system because it's like a chemistry thing like a lot of people won't realize how important chemistry is like hey man I ain't but I'm not going to even lie in terms of the uh just because it's certain players in the east I wonder is New Orleans in the east I don't know but uh Zion, I like him. You know, I like Zion. Like, even though it's like to me, he's 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 a he's a little undersized, but with his athleticism and with his his determination, because when he when he wants to do something, he's gonna do it. You're not gonna really be able to you know stop him as long as he can remain healthy, as long as he can you know. Uh, Stay in shape. He's gonna be a presence in the NBA. He kind of, he kind of reminds me of a of a way more athletic Charles Barkley or whatever, you know, because he's undersized, but he plays like a big man position, you know. But the thing about Zion that's even more impressive is that he can actually shoot and dribble, so that makes him a more of a threat, you know, because most of the time he brings the ball up like a point guard, you know. And and for somebody and for somebody that's that size and that strong and has that type of a agility, it's kind of a, a mismatch, really. Cause he can actually see the defense. Ooh, that was you know. I, I like his move, man. I like his movements. Well, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is actually a Zion Williams type of player, you know, like, but. That uh, the ability that that uh, Blake Griffin has now to actually shoot, oh my God! But he still got that. He still got that that threat that he'll dunk on you. <laughs> you know that's always apparent with him. Lamarcus Aldridge, he, he got a jump shot. He can shoot. Lamarcus Aldridge is a stretch four man. You know he's a stretch. He's a big. He's a stretch four, but he can shoot like the foreigners. That's what makes him so. Then they got KD. KD's like, KD's like a, uh, I don't, he's like the best, He to me he's the best player on that team, but he's the most unselfish superstar that I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, you got to think back when he was playing with Westbrook, like, he was allowing Westbrook to get, you know, uh, you know, steal the show at, at, at times, you know, and a lot of people probably didn't even realize Realize it, but KD had always been the best player on that team. You know, because he can he can do way he can do way more than uh, a Westbrook. You know, like Westbrook, he's he's kind of to me he's more of a one dimensional player. Where KD can do everything, and he's a and he can shoot like way better than most players. You know, at that size with that type of agility that he has. You have to count for him, you know, and then he he's actually if you if you double up on him, he can actually 
pass the ball too. So that's what that's where that un that's where that that unselfishness comes in at with him. And makes him a you know uh, a, a great player, you know. They got a good bench, you know. It's pretty dope. So I wanted I want to make sure that I make it very clear that I'm going for Brooklyn this year. I'm I believe they're gonna win a championship in their first season together. Even though uh they had that same team, they didn't have the the whole team that they have today as it is, but at the beginning of uh last year they, they had these players. They had Kyrie and they had Kevin Durant, but they both was injured, so you know. That chemistry, man. I'm telling you, man, LeVar Ball. He's pretty good, man. You know, his jumper got better. His jumper got a little better good a little better than me. It's kind of weird, you know. A lot of people don't realize, man, in the NBA, man, if you can't make a wide open shot, you really you really shouldn't be in the NBA if you can't hit a wide open jumper. That's kind of like kind of like a recommendation for being in the league, you know. Of course. I get those boost bumps every time. Cole Anthony. What it do, shawty? 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 Ha <laughs> Kevin Durant is clearly the most important piece. That's what I was saying. Kevin Durant is the most important player for Brooklyn, man. They're going to go as far as Kevin Durant takes them, man. They're going to they're going to need him. You know, they're going to need him to to take it to the next level for them because you know, all of those stars that they have, you know, it's like it's only one basketball, so you have to be able to share and I feel like that type of, you know, uh unselfishness that KD has it kind of rubs off I'm not even gonna front though because that's another thing that I like about James Harden man is that James Harden is willing to get that ball up too you know like people don't realize man how important passing the ball is like you know that little one-on-one basketball that never wins like I, I I don't know if I don't know one I don't know one NBA team that has won a championship. Like, you got to think all of the great, you know, players that, you know, kind of don't pass the ball. They don't really win championships. Like, you know, Harden, you know, Harden, when he was playing for the, uh, for the, uh, for Houston, he couldn't, he couldn't get over the hump because of his style of basketball. Allen Iverson has that same style. Uh, Derrick Rose, even though I won't say Derrick Rose because Derrick Rose kind of, he kind of became a he to me Derrick Rose is kind of like a he's a team player but oftentimes you know or should I say back when he was trying to win championships Derrick Rose you know his team asked him to be more of a scorer you know but uh that type of basketball man just uh, you don't win championships that way you know that's just not a style of basketball 
that went that's that's successful, you know. Not at all. You just don't you don't win like that, man. You got to be able to share. You got to be able to get other players involved, you know. It's a necessity. But yeah, man, um I don't know. I just I I was just kind of I was just kind of excited, man, about the fact that you know my my podcast was published, man, and I just wanted to, you know, get on here, and, you know, talk to you guys, man, and thank you for allowing me to use this platform and, you know, give me the opportunity to Display my talents. You know? Yeah. But, uh... It's kind of crazy, man, when you think about it. I just be want to know, like, I ain't even going to lie. Just like, on, I don't mean to go, like, off on a tangent, but I just, I listen, I, I pay attention and I listen to a lot of, like, because I'm from, I'm from the South, I'm from Atlanta, and I listen to a lot of, like, Atlanta music, and I just remember when uh, Young Thug first came out, like, you know, because Young Thug is kind of popular right now. I remember when he first came out, he had this song called Stoner. That was the first song I heard from him. He was probably popping before then, but the first song I was able to, you know, pay attention to was uh, Stoner. And I remember back in the day, man, I didn't think he would make it. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know why. I just, I thought, I felt like he would, he wouldn't make it, but a lot of people don't realize it man but the determination and the the um you know the the never say never the, the never die attitude people don't realize how important that is man you know because in terms of success you gotta be your best you gotta be your your number one fan you know you gotta believe in yourself when nobody else will because in this life, man, nobody's going to give you anything. Nobody's going to co-sign you. You got to toot. You got to toot your own horn, you know. And I, another thing is Young Thug, like, I could tell once I started to see him do music with other artists, that were, you know, in his, that was in his, like, his group of, of people that, you know, came up at around the same time as him and not try to go for the huge feature, you know, go get a T.I. feature or, you know, or or, or, or somebody that, that's more established in the South, the fact that he was doing music with the people that he came in the game with, 
you know, I was like, nah, he going to be there. Just because, you know, those little relationships that you build, you know, that networking and the relationships that you build when you first get in the game. You could kind of sustain a career by just, you know, remaining relevant. Because if you come in with the people who you come in with, if you if you kind of align yourself with those people, that's definitely dope. That's dope. So... Yeah, man, it was just crazy, man, because I remember when Young Thug first came out, I was like, you know, because I'm from Atlanta, so when I heard Thug, I was like, you know, he's, he's okay, you know, he's kind of dope, but I just didn't think, I didn't think, I didn't think that's, that, I, I don't know, like, I just, I, I wasn't convinced, obviously, when I first heard him. But I just started to notice how consistent he was. I'm like, damn, people don't realize, man, how hard work, it'll pay off, you know? That's kind of like me. Like, once I started to, uh, you know, see, like, different podcasts, and, you know, I just started... I started just just to do my little my little work once I first, you know, because I didn't know what a podcast was. I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't know what a podcast was. I, I mean, I always like came up watching like Howard Stern and uh, thinking about a few others. Howard Stern, uh, late night shows and stuff like that. I just started to see how I guess how important they they are, you know, because a lot of people, you know, enjoy content and, and, you know, and I guess interviews and, you know, like all of those type of things, you know, just to, you know, I guess when you driving or or whatever, you know, like listening to XM radio, uh, oh yeah, that's another thing I used to always listen to was like the radio, you know, so I've, I've always been familiar with content, but I never knew what a podcast was. And once I found out what a podcast was, I was like, wow, you know, because I love talking about music. I love talking about, you know, um, sports, you know, I like to talk about regular schmegular shit, too. You know, like I ain't going to even lie, man. It's kind of dope. I actually want to, at some point, you know, probably build me a little team of, you know, of people, you know, maybe add like two more people to the pod, but they really got to be, they really got to be an interesting dynamic just because I don't want to do, I said this too, I put it on uh, social media. I said I don't want to get money with people that want that that care about money. You know, I want I want to do I want to make money with people that see the long haul, not the short the the short you know money. You know, like oh we gonna get this money. You know, or we we gonna do this. Now, I want to I want to get money with people 
that want to be wealthy and not rich, should I say. Because if if you rich, you're going to get it. It's probably a loan or something. Now, I want I want to um I want to go for the big bucks, you know what I'm saying? I want to I want to if I'm going to take some money, it's going to be some life-changing money where you know, I can have people working for me or be able to employ people, you know, have a dope little, you know, um, business or something, you know, that type of, you know, way. I don't want to just get a lump sum of money and, you know, I don't want somebody to loan me anything. You know, I want to, I want to be partners with somebody or I want to, you know, you know, I want someone that believes in me fully and not just kind of like give me a, a little, okay, we'll see what he do. No, I want you to, I want, I want them to sit down with me. I want to sit down with him and we, but we break down, you know, how we going to do this together, how we going to make history together, you know, I, and I see now, man, with the little, uh, the little Joe Budden podcast to me, I feel like, man, like. Rory and Maul, because these are the two. The Joe Button podcast is made up of three people. Okay, you got Maul. Well, first you gotta say Joe Button, because Joe's the leader. You got Joe Button, you got Maul, and you got Rory. I feel like Rory and Maul they kind of was too concerned with what other people were saying about them. Like, if you and if them and Joe Button, you know, have an understanding about things. That's the only thing that should matter. You shouldn't worry about what other people got to say about you. That's the, that's you lose every time because some of the people that's that's telling you this stuff don't want to see you win either. So it's like you you listening to some somebody that don't even really care about you. They just you know probably on the low hating on you or whatever. So I just hate the fact that that they allow other people to break up that that podcast. That's that was honestly Joe Budden. I'm not gonna even lie. Joe Budden was kind of the person who introduced me to podcasting, just because I never knew what a pod. Like I said, I never knew what a podcast was. I just thought that you know they had like radio stations and stuff. That's that's pretty much the only content that I'm Breakfast Club. You know what I'm saying? Like Charlemagne the God. I didn't. I never knew about podcasting until I seen Joe them doing it. You know, I stumbled on it. On uh on YouTube or whatever, but I feel like I was made to do this. No, I don't know though. I think I kind of, I think I kind of want to have like some females co-hosts. I don't want no dudes, just because I'm like an R&B guy, man. I don't. You know, then something, then you know, the com my conversation, you know, my conversation with the with the uh, I think it'll just be a dope little concept, you know, to, and I put them like I would, I think I would put them, hype. What y'all think? Like if I had a podcast, you know, and I put, I put the two, I put two women on the side of me, and I'm in the middle, or should I say? Maybe I'm on the side, the other girl, and then we put a, you know, a beautiful woman in the middle. You got to have a fine ass, you know, co-host. 
that sits in the middle. Something that everybody everybody want to see. You know, my content alone is worth a million, but you know, they you still got to have something that the fans want to see or should I say that the world want to see, you know. I just be thinking about little shit like that, you know. That's my that's where my mind goes. But uh Man, I cannot get that scissor song out of my head, man. Scissor to me and uh Scissor to me and and what's the other girl name? Her? Scissor and her to me they're like the they're like the two they're like two of my favorite young artists, man. I love them. Like I I love I love love, man. I love when people, you know, can you know, care about that, you know, talk about love, express love, show love, you know, that's dope to me, you know, then they don't even have to be naked, they don't have to show their body, it seems like that's the only thing these females want to do nowadays, man, is just show off their body, you know, and it's like, I like the fact that the young generation get a, gets an opportunity you know, to see that you could be an artist, you could be the best artist in the world and don't have to do what, you know, um, what these other entertainers, you know, like the Nickies and the Mega Stallion, you know, they got to show off their body to sell records and sell music. Which sexuality is important in music, but it's music. <laughs> like, strippers strip, and and exotic dancers strip, but singers are not singers. That's not a uh, you know a uh, that's not a, a a a recommendation for a singer. Like that's not in the that's not in the rule books that you got to twerk when you you know what I'm saying. Like it's just kind of it's kind of dope how you know they kind of taking it back to. You know, back in the day when people made music, they didn't, they wasn't trying to, I mean, at the same time, of course, at a show or something where you are displaying your talent, that's a talent that you might have, but it's like, that shouldn't be the, that shouldn't be the, the, the focal point of your music, you know, like, and I even like how her, she don't even really show her eyes, you know, like for a long time, she didn't even show her eyes. I think that, that's, that scissor. Is like a she scissor will. I don't think scissor. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't feel like she's a an artist that you know has to take her clothes off to sell some damn records. You know, like she just. It seems like the the, the more talented people are, they don't they don't go that route. You know, I just like it. You know, it's it's kind of dope. But yeah, man, I didn't really, I didn't really, really, really want to, you know, go too far, you know, just give y'all a little content, man, give y'all a little, you know, a little, a little bit of me, man, you know, reach out to y'all because I feel like I have to every day, man, I feel like I have to do this every day because... 
if you love something, you got to make sure that you make time. Like I go to work and I, you know, I do my little work shit. But at the same time, I have to focus on this is my future. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want a podcast. I want to, you know. I want to I want to talk. I want to talk and I want to, you know, do this because I feel like I got a talent, you know. I feel like I know what I'm doing. And it's not really easy, you know, recording a podcast by yourself because you really don't have anybody to. Because most of the time when you got like more than one person doing the podcast, you actually have someone you can bounce ideas off. I don't have nobody. It's just me. So I just gave y'all what? Damn near 30 minutes of content, man. By myself, though. Like, that's pretty dope. You know, it's something that I'm that I do effortlessly. I'm able to come up with with uh, topics and break them down and and stuff. That's kind of it's kind of a, a lost talent. Seeing like nowadays, people are not able to communicate and say how they feel, you know. But that's not a problem for me. So, man, I'm thankful. I'm grateful for everybody that pays attention to what I'm doing because I feel like I'm probably one of one of the, if not the best talent, most talented person doing this thing in it. That's on the come up doing what I do, you know. So, low money RSC, low money TV. Yeah, that's me. Man, y'all have a wonderful day. It's morning right now, so y'all have a nice day, man. I love y'all, man, from the bottom of my heart, man. You know, I do anything for my peoples, man. So, you know, it's your boy, Low Money. I'm out.